3: god bless football billy gill god bless football Mikey. yang eh? god bless football stugats oh we're getting closer boys Now, <laughs> yeah. can you feel it can oh you i feel, can it? feel it i mean panthers hockey out of the way Heat NBA, out of the way. Now it's just us, baseball, Joey Chestnut, we all wait around for the NFL season. <laughs> we're getting close. I mean, I'm excited. Are you Look, really? What's happening?
2: Uh, you know, we're getting there, I guess. I don't know. It's mini camp time. I don't know. a mandatory mini camp, but like kind of like weird mandatory mini camp where like players can hold out. It's it's hold out season, is what it is. It's hold out yeah. season.
0: This is where you find out who's unhappy
2: we um okay so we're gonna get to that and we have a guest on today that you know behind the scenes we had a little talk so like i don't know we're gonna do this week about this situation because we're gonna have chris sims on and chris sims kind of made some news last week uh not for the best reasons so yeah he's gonna be joining us today and we'll address the situation with him and Hopefully, move past that and then. Billy, feel free
3: because I called Chris Sims uh, last week. I said, listen, I love you, but you're a moron. He'll tell you that when he comes on. You're stupid. But if you do this long enough occasionally and you do it live long enough, you're going to say some stupid things. Lord knows I have. Uh, And you just got to own up to it and uh, explain to the audience exactly what happened with Chris Sims, because there are some people who don't know, and there are a lot of people who listen to the show who know exactly what we're talking about.
2: Chris Sims is a regular on our show during the football season. He joins us every week and he is known, you know, for saying some things and kind of riling up dolphins fans. And there is uh, a movement down here that supports Tua called Tuanon. And, the person who was responsible or one of the people responsible for the formation of two and and who kind of ran the main two account on Twitter, unfortunately uh, passed away and lots of dolphin players. There's a GoFundMe that was started. He was 30 years old, four kids, army vet or Navy vet. I'm sorry. uh, And he passed away. And a lot of dolphins players were donating to the cause. And it was brought up on Chris Sims's other show with Mike Florio and Chris Sims, you know, football talk. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Sims was obviously has kind of been a target of two and on from time to time, just because of his criticism of Tua. He's and been the
3: main target
2: for two and on. It does not excuse what Chris Sims did last week. He's been a target of theirs, I would say. And it seems to affect Chris more than it may affect others. Uh, so Mike Florio was talking about the situation and how some of the players are donating. And Chris, kind of said that donating to that is uh, excusing bad behavior or encouraging bad behavior online and trolling and all that. And it was uh, not I, – I mean, I couldn't disagree with that more. I don't think that it was appropriate. I don't think it was necessary when a family's grieving four kids are going to be without a father or wife is going to be without a husband. Um, and a lot of people were really bothered by that. So – uh, we did not have him scheduled last week that those comments were made after our episode taped. Uh, so it wasn't addressed on our show last week, but behind the scenes, we did have a conversation. Like how, what do we do with this? Even though yeah. it's not our responsibility to handle. Cause it didn't happen on our show. Um, you know, Chris Sims, but we is, recognize that Sims is a big part of this show. We do. Obviously he's on every single week with us has since uh day one. He, he's a big part of the show. And, um, you know the family, the friends, the fan base that this impacted the most is our core. You know, yep. Um, and it was it was hurtful. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I knew Eric on any personal level. I would see things on Twitter or whatever. Um, but yeah, like his comments hurt me as well, and I was like, that's just not right. So right. he'll yeah. be joining us today, and and we'll address that with him.
3: It should be noted that Chris Sims did give a thousand dollars. And it should be noted that I have known Chris Sims for a long time, and Billy has gotten to know him over the last few years, as has Mikey A. Uh, What surprised us the most about what Chris Sims did and said was it's out of character for Chris Sims to say that and do that in that moment, uh, at least from my standpoint. And so uh, I know he feels badly about it. Um, The thousand dollars does not make up what he did or what he said. And uh, he's trying to move past it, and everyone's trying to move past it. He apologized, and... um, and I think the people who run that account, uh, they have found in some weird way, Billy, they have found a um, a closeness to the bond with Chris Sims that perhaps they wouldn't have before this, you
2: know? Yeah. To be noted, like the yeah. account that he ran then came out and posted, uh, you know, thanking Chris for the donation, saying that Eric would find all of this funny. Uh, and, you know, let's kind of move on. So yeah. anyway, Chris will be joining us a little bit later today. Yep. I have a question uh, for you about Stefan Diggs. Please. What is going on there? Because it seems very strange, and I'm sure we'll get to this more throughout the show. So for those of you who don't know, Stephon Diggs was at mandatory minicamp early in the week and then yep. left mandatory minicamp, and then his head coach, Sean McDermott, came out and said he was very, very concerned with Stefan Diggs not being at minicamp. And then Josh Allen was going out and posting all these things about how much he loves him and how important he is. Um, And it it seemed like there was some sort of big thing going on. And then on Wednesday, Stefan Diggs was back at mandatory minicamp and he was practicing in individual drills, but not team drills. And then Sean McDermott said, the situation has been resolved. And then they asked, why were you very, very concerned with what happened? And then he gave like this weird answer about how anytime anyone's missing any practice, he's very, very concerned, but also said that he excused Stefan Diggs from participating in Tuesday's practice. So something's not making sense here. (laughs) Let's not
0: forget also, (laughs) let's not also forget that Stefan Diggs posted something cryptic on, on his Instagram after Josh Allen had spoken out about how much he loves Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stefan Diggs posted, I'd just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep better, tell them big dog. Like there's obviously some friction somewhere between Diggs, Allen, maybe McDermott. And I like wildly speculating and making it a
2: bigger deal than it could be. I have a quick question about that. What does that mean? He's basically saying Josh Allen's a liar. Uh, to, to paraphrase, he's saying Josh Allen is. Yeah. Is, is a
0: liar. Whoever Big Dog is. Whoever Big Dog is a liar. I have a theory.
2: I have a theory. Mandatory yeah. mini camps.
3: Stefan Diggs expected to be there. Josh Allen all playing the match with Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl. How about that? Hey, get in here. Get in the trenches with your guys. Get to work with us. It's football season. It's not golf season. You know?
2: I don't. Um... I, I, I'm not a Bills insider. I'm not an NFL reporter. I don't think this has been resolved, is my hot take here. I don't And think it seems it like you a, don't think it has anything to do with the match. I don't think in one day this, whatever is going on here was resolved. It seems very unlikely. Okay. <laughs> Let's not
0: forget, Stefan Diggs forced his way out of Minnesota because he had problems with Kirk Cousins in that coaching step. Yeah, so but maybe- how can you have
3: problems with Josh Allen, of all people?
0: How could you have any problems? You're making like it's not financial. He's making all this money, $24 million plus. He's on a team that's got the best odds to go to the Super Bowl, probably outside of the Chiefs, and he's got a quarterback that can get him the ball. What are you complaining about?
3: Hmm. What could it be? Gabe Davis. <laughs>
0: Dalton Kincaid.
3: No, can I get a number two who can catch? I mean... <laughs> End the match. (laughs) That's not Josh Allen's fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start. uh, Let's stop speculating and ask someone who probably knows and probably has the answers. So that somebody uh, is Chris Sims, who I
2: love, but he's (laughs) also a moron. You think Chris Sims is embedded in the Bills situation and knows exactly what's going on here? I think he knows Josh Allen pretty well, yeah. I, I feel did. like we should ask christine lisi i don't know if she's allowed to come on with us but she's a bill super fan just oh, kind of reach right. out and be like hey christine what are people talking about up there in buffalo what's going on exactly that's who you want to reach out Should i text huh? her yeah you should, should just her? yeah text her yeah. now and hopefully she responds by the end yeah. of the episode just be like hey christine i don't know do you talk to her often or not really
0: Nah, uh, she's she, we're Facebook friends.
2: So, okay, so just maybe say, just say Stu and
3: Billy are trying to get to the bottom of what's going on in Buffalo with Stefan Diggs. Uh, do you have Don't the make scoop? It, Don't make
2: it so so business. You know, what I mean, just be like, "Hey, how's it going? Long time, no talk. Hey, what's what's going on up there with Stefan Diggs? Do you know?" Yeah. Ask him for a friend, and then the friend is us, but she doesn't need to know that, you right. know? Cuz we had a bit of a, you know, our heads kind of clash a little bit with that whole Josh Allen situation last year and the show was feuding with Josh Allen and Buffalo. And that was, you know, a regrettable thing in my life. Because of you, yeah. Not entirely because of me. Not well, entirely because of You said of me. what you said. You said he had a stupid face. I said it jokingly because I felt like the conversation that we were having needed to be broken up because we were going in circles for 40 minutes. Right. So I just tried to kind of move on. And then it became, let's put this clip everywhere and let's try to get billboards and let's blah 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 and then leads to me going in on a saturday recording an apology with john reed that's going to air before the game and it was just a whole thing anyway all right
3: so do you want Lisi on if we can get her on like what do you what do you want to do here i don't know the rules i don't want to get her in trouble well listen the rules are i can get anyone on this show from espn with the exception of mikey c so i mean
2: <laughs> it's so I'm like, rule Right. Sounds like your rules and you negotiated that. They're like you can have anyone. You're like no no, not Mikey C though. I got to tell him he's not allowed. <laughs> I miss him. It's where, they him. It's where they, I oh god, do I miss him. All right, well
3: uh, we'll talk to Chris Sims and uh, and maybe Christine Lee we'll after the break. Chris Sims has come in. He's cursing at Billy already. He's mad at everyone. We should be mad at him. We are mad at him. We're disappointed. We love him. Uh, we talked about it in the opening segment. Uh, PFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, on Button Podcast, uh, Football Night in America at C Sims QB. Uh, on Twitter. We'll get the Legos in a second. It's a great poll question on Chris Sims' <laughs> Twitter feed. Uh, Billy said, and now you were cursing. Billy said he almost burned your jersey last week, which I think is taking things a bit too far,
4: I mean, Yeah. I be honest. Yeah. Well, listen, like, he, he <laughs> Billy just said, he goes, I was disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in myself. Like, you guys know me. Yeah. I don't try to be a bad guy. I know I got a big mouth and opinions about football. You guys know I work at it. But, yeah, I dropped the ball. I was insensitive. I didn't mean to, you know, go that route. I let a bigger conversation take a hold of me for a second, and it was the wrong time to bring it up. And that's where I meant no disrespect to Tua, the Carmona family at all, Uh, but that was totally bad timing, insensitive by me, and I got no excuse, so I'm sorry, and that's all I can say.
2: Yeah, no, What we were saying before you came on and we'll say it is just like, yeah, a lot of people down here obviously were hurt. Like it was uh, not the time to say it. I thought that it was, you know, you were a little sensitive about the tweets and all that stuff, Um, because like bigger picture, you have a wife that lost a husband. You have four kids that are growing up without a father. Um, And yeah, it just it just struck a lot of people the wrong way.
4: Yeah, I, I, I get it, and that's where I'm sorry. Now, you know, the clip that went viral and all that, the, the start of what I said and the end of what I said was cut off, right? So that wasn't necessarily fair, but I have no excuses. That, that was wrong of me, and I, I'm I'm a dad and a family man. I think you guys know that, and I certainly feel for the family and the kids. It wasn't anything to do with Tuanon, Carmona, To uh, anything there. I let a topic of our society get into my brain and I tried to make the point right there and jump into that and that was just totally stupid by me and I'm sorry. It should
3: be pointed out, Sims uh, gave $1,000. We said that in the opening segment. I know Chris Sims. I've known him for a long time. He is a good man. He is a good, I, caring person. Yeah, so yeah. if you do I, this I long enough, up. if you do it live, you can just step in it. Like, that's just the I, way it is. You know? I,
4: I, I, you're right. I talk a lot. There's still no excuse. As soon as I got done saying it, I went, damn, that's stupid. You could ask the people that work on the show with me. I was literally going, I'm sorry, because I knew I was like, that's not going to look good on me at all. And, yep. and I don't mean to do that at all. I, listen, I'm, I'm the guy that like bullied the bullies. I'm the guy that like when the bully in high school wanted to beat up Billy, I would have been like, no, I'm going <laughs> to beat you up if you mess with Billy. Right? I, I, I don't ever want to be the mean guy. I, I, I pride myself on my kids. I tell them all the time do better, do good in school, treat people the right way. That's all I care about, and I was wrong, and and didn't tri- treat people the right way with m- with my comments. All
3: right. Why is Billy the one being bullied in high school? Well, because I, mean, I
0: know he's the one going yeah. to be me,
4: R- right? <laughs> right. Me. I know Billy. I mean, he can't lift a ten pound dumbbell, so hey. somebody was bowling him. <laughs> he's going to get one right now, Sims. He's going to prove you wrong. Hey, <laughs> well, that's where. That's where my point, though. The fact oh. that he has, yes, right. Look at the face he has to make to move that small dumbbell. That's uh, concerning. Sims, he has to do that for as
3: long as you're on with us today. Okay? Oh. I, can't, I can't do that.
4: There's no way he could. And that just tells you he has no muscles either. The fact that he has weights in a room with the golf clubs and a window and a couch tells you he can't move much weight. Listen, <laughs> man. in a Sims jersey.
3: The jersey's in there, Sims. Exactly.
4: It's a trashy room. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. I was taking a shot of myself there, Billy, okay? I was saying my jersey made it trashy. Relax.
2: How many times did you lift it? You're going to be sore tomorrow, Billy. (laughs) I'm glad glad that he called me out because if not, I wouldn't have worked out today. That's my workout for the day. I walked the dogs in the morning. I did that. I probably have to do it on the other arm so I'm not, like, uneven. But Yeah, you
4: don't want to do that. Yeah, right. done. <laughs>
0: Time to get a piece of cheesecake.
4: Ah. Wait,
2: Chris, I, I have to ask you how this poll
3: question uh, came about. There is a poll question at C Sims QB on Twitter right now. Is it embarrassing for a grown man if he's doing Legos by himself? <laughs> like, how did that? It's such a great question. But how did you guys stumble upon that question?
4: We stumbled upon it because of my co-host Wario. You know, yeah. he's a recluse who lives down in West Virginia and only sees about five people a year. Right. So I like what that. does he do? He he builds Lego sets. And one day he had to get out of the studio and do it from his office. And there was like three Lego sets behind him. And I was like, are those Legos behind you? What? Like, that's what you do? You're 58 years old and you're doing Legos? Doesn't yeah. seem right. I said, I don't know. And that's what I, I threw that question
2: out there on on Twitter. It's weird.
4: <laughs> I tend to think that as well.
2: <laughs> so what what does he do? He does like the little Lego set, like the Star Wars Lego sets, like those type of things.
4: Star Wars. He has like the set of Seinfeld oh, as one of his one. Lego things, right? Yeah. And I think he had uh, one other one I can't remember. The gas
3: station's the big one. I mean, uh, hey, so
4: yeah, he's he's way too into it and into the details. And yeah, I don't think I'll be jo- like building any Lego sets anytime soon
2: those Lego sets are sneaky expensive. Like some of those star Wars ones is like, this is $250 because it's exclusive death star, I don't know, whatever. And it's like, right. uh, Very expensive for like 58 little bricks, you know? Well, people seem to love the therapeutical aspect. That's Uh, the one thing
4: we kept getting back on Twitter is people like to do it to kind of clear their mind, relax. And that's where it seemed to be value for, for the older crowd.
0: I've been searching my soul since I saw that Twitter because I've not done one by myself, but I'll do one with my son and Mm -hmm. like two minutes into it. I'm like, why don't you go play in the other room? I'm going to make sure that this looks the way it's supposed to. Give me the blue piece. I said the blue piece, you know, like I I, So you get into it. I get into it, but I do it with my son. i'm kind of 50 50 so
4: stu gotts that guy wearing green next to you he's weird is what we're saying i think as long (laughs) as as you start off
3: with your son and then it becomes a you project that's okay as long as you start off with your kid it's like i'm just imagining big your dad like you walk into the house and he's putting together the gas station set of legos like i would like
2: no it's weird florio's a weirdo dude <laughs> what is he doing <laughs> in in mikey's defense in mikey's defense so my daughter is two so she doesn't do the little legos she'll do like the bigger like brick Duplos. ones and then right. i'll start like doing the things and right. she'll come and she'll like put one and then i'll be like ah, oh, that doesn't really match yeah. with the design we're doing here i'll take that out change it and we have this nice it. like castle cool. tower right and then she knocks it down and i'm like i can't get mad at her because she's two but like i worked really hard on this design like i'm not the most happy person in the world right now
0: <laughs> i've solved it i've solved it it's weird for a grown man to buy a lego set for him okay
2: that like that it's i
0: can
3: also get behind if you walk into grown man's house and he's putting it together by himself nothing well, is he must
2: have bought that. it he must have bought it well someone could have gifted <laughs> it but did, did you get to the bottom like so does florio build them and then display them
4: yeah, they're oh, displayed like in sure. his wow. office area, like right. but he on a dresser a and on right. a
2: table. So it's he's proud of it. <laughs> Whatever happened to model cars? You guys remember when that was like a thing? Like I remember when I was like eight, nine years old, used to go to like a hobby shop and you get like the model car that was plastic. You had to get like the little knife and cut out the pieces and hope to not slice your finger. And then you had the glue that stuck to everything and you had to put those cars together. I feel like that's like gone. Kids don't do that anymore.
4: Yeah. It's probably like a safety hazard. They probably Uh, realize, wait, kids have choked and died on all these stupid parts and glue and Kids don't like this anyway, so let's do something else. I mean, (laughs) Legos. uh, That's what happened. I mean, but that, like, what when you're a kid? Like, I don't know. I couldn't even put my head there. I was like, I've been there for two seconds and been like, okay, hey, wait, uh, Rob, let's go play basketball or football in the backyard. The hell with this
3: crap. (laughs) I had no time for Legos when I was growing up. We're we're matchbox cars, to be honest with you. Uh, Sims, we were talking about. uh, before you came on here, what's going on with Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills? And really, I don't know if anyone really truly knows what's going on up there, but what's your best guess or informed guess as to what's going on with Diggs and, and Josh Allen and the Bills?
4: Right. I, I, You know, Josh Allen says all the right things. I, I have a hard time thinking he's really part of the problem or anything. I think he's the guy that's kind of trying to bridge the gap and make sure everything's okay. You know, to me, from the outside looking in, it looks like a... receiver who's frustrated, frustrated by the team's results, wants the ball in some bigger situations. You know, there are some people out there that think maybe he wanted a little bit more money. I don't know, whatever it is, it all came to a head on Tuesday. And obviously there was an argument between him, the coach and the GM. And that's why on Wednesday, Sean McDermott said, Hey, we, you know, we had to take a break. We just thought it would be best if we all just, you know, didn't see each other for a little while. So obviously there was some sort of schism, um, but at the end of the day I mean it's the first schism we've ever seen in the McDermott era really with any player and what I would say to Stefan Diggs is you're there You're there's no way you're getting out of there if they trade you it's a ton of dead money on their cap they're in the Super Bowl window and I'd also go hey you're awesome and you're a part of the, one of the best quarterback receiver combinations in all of football and the offense is around you so you you know, don't take that lightly or think there's better situations out there.
3: He had 108 catches um, right. last year. He had, right. he had you know, seven for 114 in the first playoff game against the Dolphins. and only had four for 35 against the Bengals. So yeah. maybe if there's a complaint, it's like, hey, I have to think, like, the major complaint is, hey, get a number two and a number three. I, I can't do this by myself. If we want to win a Super Bowl, improve the offensive roster, and maybe he feels like they haven't. I don't know.
4: All right. I That would be, you know, the thing I look at to be the the one issue I have with the Bills during the McDermott, Brandon Bean era. They've been awesome. You know, we know that. I mean, it's it's playoffs every year, except for one. The Bills sucked for 20 years before that. Now they're there and they're in the Super Bowl window every year. But I think for that next step, that's where, you know, Stu Gatz, you guys, you've heard me get frustrated. You guys have got frustrated that there's just like a lack of that high end player that the other top teams in football have. That to me is the only thing that organization is missing. And that's why they can't get over the hump to beat the Chiefs who do have those players or, you know, are not in the same class as the Eagles, the Niners or the Bengals, because I would say they have more of those players as well. So that I could see that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little weird that it all came to a head right here at this point, And they tried to do damage control. So this didn't, you know, flow into the, the season and training camp. And we'll see how that goes.
3: Uh, What are you hearing on DeAndre Hopkins and the Patriots? You think that's going to happen? It seems like I think there's
4: a real chance that that happens. I do. I think there's when I first heard about it, I was a little like, wait, you know, from everything I know around the NFL, Billy O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins did not end off on good terms. Right. Right. When, When he was traded from Houston. So I didn't know if it would ever really happen, but I think the two teams you're hearing DeAndre Hopkins associated with at this point, you know, there's a reason. They're desperate a receiver, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the Tennessee Titans don't got Jack Diddley squat that you can just say, ooh, that's dependable and good. And then the, the, the Patriots have some good, But, like, hey, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's getting up there in age. He hasn't practiced much this offseason. Devontae Parker, you guys know, the ex-Dolphins receiver, been injured a lot through his career. Tyquan Thornton is a frail speed guy who was injured last year, too. So I think they're looking at it going, wait, we're not that great a receiver, and we're one injury away from being, like, in Disasterville. So that's where I think DeAndre Hopkins comes into play and – I would say they're in the leader house for me to, to sign them.
3: It just, for me, it's odd only from DeAndre Hopkins' standpoint, where why the Patriots? If your goal is to go out in the AFC, if your goal late in your career is to go win a Super Bowl or be part of a special team that has a chance yeah. of winning the Super Bowl, Patriots aren't that team, Chris.
4: No, they're not. But I think, you know, with the question you're asking or what you're posing is the point and says a lot. The, the, no one's going to pay $20 million a year for DeAndre Hopkins. He's not that caliber of player anymore. He's not a guy you could just go, hey, go out there, run by that guy, 60-yard touchdown, or we're going to throw you a slant, and it's, you know, go, go, you know, rockets up my butt for a 50-yard touchdown up the middle of the field. He's a big slot receiver at this career. He's not going to be great at separating, but he's got good hands. The speed's still good enough to keep you honest, and he knows how to play the game and run routes and read coverages. So that's where his value is. And you know, I think the price tag to your points, to is probably the thing where teams like the Bills or the Chiefs where they might go, hey, we'd like them, but we're not going to pay pay that kind of money. And I think he's got a team here with the Patriots and the Titans who have a desperation and probably have a number that's a little more to his liking.
3: What's been the biggest blowback from your top 40 quarterback list? What have nope. you, uh,
4: yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like every, there's always blowback. I, you know, I, I
3: mean, listen, you do a top 40 quarterback list, yeah. a position that people care about, the most important position in sports, people are going to disagree.
4: Well, you know, I think you know, the Tua certainly was controversial, and mm-hmm. I got a lot of people over my case for that. Right. People wanted Jalen Hurts higher than number seven, right? Why'd you I have think him goes... at number
2: seven? You put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Jalen Hurts, man.
4: Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, because yeah. I think he's better than Jalen Hurts. I, mean, really? I do, you know. <laughs> uh, well, Here, Jalen Hurts is really good and done a lot of good things. Chris, I'm there's, not there's saying no... you're
3: wrong, by the way. No, I was no, just surprised I know. To see it, but right. here
4: I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break it down for you, so you, so the viewers and even you can hear it a little. There, there's one, arguably the greatest leader in football in Jalen Hurts. The throwing has improved. There's no question. The running, hey, he, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, they're the three best running quarterbacks in football. That's real, and that's a real element of his game that's impressive. But at the same time, the passing is still not it, – it's average for the NFL. It's, it's not above that. And, like, you heard me for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs sold out to stop the run, and their number one thing was stop the run. And what teams do to play Jalen Hurts, their number one priority is make him a quarterback, right? And that to me is where there's still some room for improvement. Like I know his stats were good in the Super Bowl, but I would say is like Trevor Lawrence would have thrown for 500 yards against oh, that God. defense, right? <laughs> some of those guys ahead of him because you wouldn't have been able to play some of those defenses against those guys. Mm. So that's the part he's missing. And I, from everything we've seen, he'll improve it and and he'll be better in that department.
0: I have a question for you. Um, did you forget Jameis Winston exists? Hmm. <laughs> no, he
4: was like, <laughs>
2: that was a suspicious laugh. <laughs> well, well no, it's just
4: funny.
0: Yeah,
2: he much. was
4: on the very short list, guys that just missed, right? Oh, well, I, Billy. Yeah. So it feels I
0: like, have... it feels, see, it feels like to me like you, you got all crazy this year and you Let put them in these little No, I'm going to explain it first. Like, back <laughs> oh, up. You're going to explain you. what Sims did before yes. Sims night. Yeah. Okay. Get off the pot. You got all these guys grouped, and Jameis Winston didn't fit in one of your groups, so he got mm. left off.
4: Well, no, I don't. I don't make the groups. I make the list, and then we try to form the groups a little bit off of mm. that, right? Just for social media purposes. Got I mean, you really think I'm f-ing making groups and then the list? Right? Yeah. That's what you think? That's what you know of me so far? That's a disrespectful comment. Oh, wow. Um, but Winston. There's some things to like, but we know what he is and he couldn't supplant Andy Dalton last year. They didn't want to put him back in the year before that was, you know, solid, but you know, he's, we know what he is and I don't know if he's trustworthy and can play a game of being efficient and surgical without doing some crazy crap. So He's in that 41 to 45 range for me right now. Mm.
0: Desmond Ritter is better. Uh, well,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Desmond Ritter, like, is his ultimate overall talent? Not. No, I mean, no, it's not Jameis Winston. I get that. But I also think, again, there's value in team belief. His ability to run is better than Jameis Winston. And they probably feel, go, oh, well, Desmond Ritter won't try to throw some ball over his head as he's falling down or do some crazy sh- like five times a game, and that's where he is better. He won't lose the game. He might not make as many jaw-dropping throws. I'll defend Sims here because Jameis Winston has had 50 chances to prove that
3: he's a good quarterback Mm. and has yet to do it, okay? So – I mean, what are you doing with Jameis Winston? Who cares if he's in the top 40? Where's Zach Wilson? Well, we'll yeah,
4: a little bit of the guys we knew who they were, that's where I was like, well, you know, we know what you are. That's, you, you're not going to make it here right now, and you don't have the same luster or perception around you as you did
2: a few years ago. Zach fell from 22 to not even on the list anymore. Also. Yeah. 65 right. to
0: 70, somewhere in the 65 wow. to 70 range.
2: <laughs> right. I guess. No,
4: I mean, I, what can I do? The, you right. know, again, I take in leadership, you know, team belief, you know, what I see on the field that all goes there. And that's all low on Zach Wilson. Mm. You know, the people that believe in Zach Wilson right now are the coaches in the front office of the jets. That's it. Yeah. and, you know they're they're still hopeful it can work, and like we talked during the season, he's the guy that they nobody wants to trade a guy like Zach Wilson because they're afraid he's going to come back to haunt them. No doubt, and you know we'll see. This is a good scenario for him behind uh, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Did the Jets making the Mike White T-shirts play into the fact that he is thirty-five this year? Because that, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, that was kid. situation. That was
4: that was the deciding factor. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> that did it. Wait, Chris, uh, no, I know but Mike Bill- White, I think, is one of the best backups in football. I do you're think right.
3: that. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, the one that Billy's really upset about, just so you know, uh, you probably yeah. know. Right? It's not Tua. Okay, <laughs> like he's gotten past
2: Tua. He's moved past Tua. It's Herbert at four. I mean, this guy. Jeez. <laughs> what did he blow? Like a twenty-seven point lead. Jesus.
4: I, 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 I hear you. You know, I I know what you're saying, but I mean, damn, I don't know what you don't like about Justin Herbert. And do, you know? do something. And do
2: something.
4: Win. No, it, I, I think to your point, that's why he's four. And that was my biggest question about him. My negative about Herbert was... He doesn't have that Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes effect where I feel like the team is just like, oh, we got him, we can win no matter what happens, right? He doesn't have that moment in his career yet where you go, whoa, he did it, they won that game. His his marquee moment to this point is a loss in Week 18 against the Raiders, right? So, yeah, it's the ability to deliver in some big moments, but I also will say, Billy, to your point, you know, their offense st- Sunk, right. They were injured a receiver man. He makes a lot of damn awesome throws that we kind of gloss over and just take for granted. He takes care of the football. Gosh, he's a giant. I mean, he can run. There's There's a lot of good about Justin Herbert.
3: Yeah, there is. He's uh he's a special quarterback. Uh Dalvin Cook is a special running back at a position where there aren't many great running backs. Uh what's going to happen there, man? Like that's a guy that could take a team that's on the cusp of making it to the Super Bowl and put them into the Super Bowl, Chris. I
4: I'm I was shocked that Minnesota wanted to let him go. Like I like Same. Alexander Madison, but as upper grabs as the NFC is, like, you know, Dallas has an injury, the Cowboys, and the I mean, the, the 49ers have a quarterback situation and maybe Brock Purdy's not, and all of a sudden you're looking at yourself going, hey, we're one of the two or three best teams in the NFC again. Dalvin Cook, to your points, there's only a few guys in the game that can like get the ball wherever they're on the field and we go, ooh, they could score. Yeah, there's great value in that. So he's still got some tread on the tires It could be explosive. Where he ends up, I don't know. You know, I saw the Rams cleared some space yesterday. That made me think, I know the Dolphins are certainly on the radar, but I don't think he's just going to go, oh, I'll come down there and sign for $4 million and do that just to be a part of a good team. He's going to try to find that sweet spot of money and team and and hopefully it works out for him
0: the running back market is a little weird what's the difference in a Dalvin cook to a Zeke Elliott and a Leonard Fournette who are still out there and are probably a lot cheaper than Dalvin cook
4: I I, uh but I think there's a big difference like Ezekiel Elliott is like again great if you need two or three yards but my problem with Ezekiel Elliott and anybody listening to my podcast over the last three years, I've been going, damn, they're doing the Cowboys uh, injustice by giving the ball and not Tony Pollard. There's so many runs with Ezekiel Elliott where I'd go, that should have been a 50-yard gain. And he got yeah. seven. You know, and, and and Leonard Fournette, you know, he's, again, a good short yardage guy, but you, you, hey, I mean, Mikey, you saw Dalvin Cook last year. I mean, it's 80 yards up the sidelines against the Bills. It's a screen pass against the Colts, 70 yards, touchdown. You don't see any of that from Zeke or Leonard Fournette, and I got great respect for them. He's Cook's on another level from those guys. PFT
3: with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America at C Sims QB uh, on Twitter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, like this is scorched earth, it seems like early on. He's attending everything, he's happy, he's got a smile on his face, he has seen the sun, he realizes hey, after football, when practice is done, there's places to go. There's people to meet. There's things I could do here, unlike Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is about to have one of those seasons that he had a couple of years ago where everyone started to question him. Am I wrong?
4: I, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I If you would make me bet where this goes, I would say you get invigorated, motivated Jets, Rodgers, and you see a lot more good than Roger, on Rodgers than bad. Uh, if you made me bet money, that's where I'd go. Yeah. I know you like that. Mr. Jets fan talk, Um, talk
0: dirty to me. You
4: know, well, I just think, you know, again, it's one of those things where the new energy of the building, just uh, the fresh new vibes, just like you saw Brady with the bucks, it gets the Jets team, gives them energy. It gave Rogers energy. And what I think most people don't realize You know, they think, oh, it's New York and it's a bunch of big timers and whatever else. But it's the craziest sports city in the country, arguably. People are obsessed no matter where you go. And I think he's starting to see or feel his star power in New York City and going, damn, this is cool. I'm God everywhere I go around here. And uh, I think he can get behind that.
2: Chris, I'll have you know, because you just referred to Mikey as a Jets fan, he is now a Jets reporter for A to Z Sports. So, you know, if you ever need Whoa. anyone on PFT or on somebody. buttons, yeah, just reach out for the Jets coverage. Okay. Oh, Billy
0: and Billy will make it happen.
2: Yep. All right,
4: cool. I, yep, all right, that's good. But congratulations, Mike. Way to go. Have your Appreciate
3: people reach out that. to his people, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
4: yeah, 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 We'll get my peoples to talk to your peoples, Okay.
3: Sims, I want to get I want to get you out of here uh, because I know you got a busy day, and I have a Lego set to construct. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give you my five quarterbacks that I feel like have the most approved this year. Okay, okay. and you Love tell it. me if you agree. All right, uh, and I'll do it in order. Five is Dak Prescott.
4: Good. No, Yo, you want me to go one at a time. i will going to give one... you all five.
3: Okay. Yeah, give me five. all five. Five is Dak. Four is Trevor Lawrence. Three is Lamar Jackson, two is Tua, and one is Josh Allen.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. And you're saying one as in Josh Allen has the most to prove?
3: I think we look at Josh Allen as this elite quarterback, yet elite quarterbacks make it to Super Bowls and win Super Bowls. And Josh Allen and Herbert, to be honest, should probably be on that list. He's not, but he probably should be there. Uh, But Josh Allen, I think we consider elite in the, you know, Burrow, Mahomes level yet he hasn't gone to a Super Bowl yet. And so I think it's time for him to probably make a Super Bowl yeah, if he wants to be I, in the same conversation as those guys.
4: I, I hear you. You know, I, I think from that, I know what you're saying, you know, but like, well, what else? That would be the only one I'd push back on. Though, I think a little yeah. bit there. What else? Just that—that that would be it. Right. But but I think what you're talking about, I think to the public and yeah, how he's perceived by you know the average everyday fan, I I think that's real probably what you're saying. I would push back against that, but I, I know what you're saying, okay. Dak. I'm with you a hundred percent. I think there's a right. a lot of pressure, yes. a lot. Right. You know, it's it's it's. he's paid handsomely he's the cowboys quarterback it's underwhelming in a lot of big situations over the last few years especially the playoff games yep yes right there's all of that plus he's getting to the end of this contract cycle right so that's real trevor i hear what you're saying can he sustain and show he deserves to be in this superstar conversation and yeah, Lamar, you got paid. You're the highest-paid player in football. You got to show up. You got to be there in December. You got to get to the playoffs. And you I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And Tua, same thing. I'm, it's just how with you Tua, there.
3: Chris, to be honest with you. It's just can he stay up for 16, 17 yeah. games, you know? Can
4: can he stay healthy? Right. And when another – like like the Chargers game that clearly showed Herbert was better than Tua, Man, like can, can, can he overcome, you know <laughs> – Some of those moments, like I'm talking about, when a team has a good game plan, can he make the throws and plays to go, okay, yeah, defense, you won, but we still got 15 yards on that play. And to me, that's where, like, Allen and Mahomes and Burrow are unreal. I watch so many plays where I go, oh, my gosh, the defense won. Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, they got a 30-yard gain on a play? That's where they separate themselves from the rest of football.
2: With Josh, is it an oversimplification just to say, turn the ball over less? Like, just stop turning the ball over so much.
4: Well, last year was bad, but the years before that weren't horrible. They were good. You know, I think this is one of those things in a little way, Billy, that that was like the the theme or thesis around him when he came out. And as soon as he has a bad turnover, everybody wants to jump on Mm -hmm. that. You know, like what I would say to Billy, what's amazing to me about Mahomes and Allen, and Allen was a little more careless this year, but that that they don't turn it over more. I mean, we yeah. watch what they do. They're running through guys, ducking, ducking, doing this. Go, whoa, stop here. Whoa, push this guy, throw a side. Arc. And I'm like, I watch plays and go, how did they not fumble or throw an interception there? You know, he, he's asked to play a style and I don't think anybody's more reliant on their quarterback to make the big play than the Bills on Josh Allen, on Josh Allen, and that that's where I defend him. All
3: right, Sims, we appreciate the time, as always. Get out of here. PFT with Mike Florio every day on P- uh, Peacock on Button Podcast. Uh, football Night in America as well. Chiefs Jets week four. I saw that. Uh, at C. Sims QB on Twitter. Uh, we will not harp on this anymore after today. Chris Sims has apologized. I know Chris Sims. He is my friend. He's a good person who cares about people. I messed but, up. Sims, we appreciate it, man. You are a good man. Okay. You are a good Thank man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you.
4: Thanks, guys. Always fun. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. All right. Don't go too crazy.
2: I will. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement.
3: Billy, I feel like you're convinced. Mike E. A. is on to something here. Uh, and I feel like, based off of Chris Sims' reaction to Mikey A's question, you, Billy Gill, feel like he totally forgot Jameis Winston no, was still he alive.
2: <laughs> he he forgot to put Jameis on his list. He, yeah. he forgot to put Jameis on his list. Which is fine. I mean, he's 40, 40 quarterbacks. Everyone's going to forget someone, I guess. But he forgot Jameis. <laughs> I wanted Jameis as the Dolphins' backup. Is that crazy? Over Uh, Mike White? Over Mike White? Yeah. How dare you? Well, what are you doing there? Why? I just like Jameis. He's a gunslinger, and I know we just talked about taking care of the ball, but, like, Jameis will throw 45 picks, but he'll throw 45 touchdowns also. Like, he's (laughs) wild, but I like it. (laughs) I think I'm with Billy. I think you want your backup to be wild.
3: You know, like, I mean, he can you, win you a game or he can lose you a game.
2: You want your backup to remain healthy, right? Like that's what undid the Dolphins last year is when Tua went down, then Teddy Bridgewater goes down and then it's Skylar Thompson. and You're like, okay.
0: Well, it's a, it's a good thing that you guys signed Mike White, who hasn't been able to stay healthy for more yes. than three games in his career. And that's Mike,
2: also a product
3: of the Jets offensive line, though. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, well. But. Listen,
0: he. I'm not saying that he he just he just got hurt tripping over himself. He got absolutely destroyed on the field,
2: right? But I he mean, still got hurt. In a perfect world, Mike White does not touch the football this season, right? But uh, it's you know it's yeah, a gamble. <laughs> you gonna yeah. make that bet? I don't. I don't know. Because you learned how to do judo. I mean,
3: like, are <laughs> you gonna make? I mean, Billy. We hope seventeen games. If two listen, if Tua is healthy, sixteen games, fifteen games. You would take fifteen games of Tua right now, would you not? Oh yeah, of course. If I guaranteed you fifteen starts at a
2: Tua, you feel like your team's going to be good. I mean, if you, yeah, well, I, they were good last year, and what did he play? Like twelve. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I <laughs> Forgot Jameis Winston. <laughs> Miss James Desmond Ritter. I'm a little. I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Sam this, Owl. This isn't football related. I'm getting like a little Sam bit. Al, am I like becoming carrot top? Where whenever we talk about something, I just reach down and it happens to be like within arms, yeah. arms length.
0: Last week, when you pulled out the entire screwdriver set, talking to Mike Olick, was yeah. was probably it.
2: You're a prop comic. That's what it seems like, right? But it's just so it's coincidental because it's not like we worked out with Chris Sims. Like, hey, let's talk about weights, and I'll reach down and get this like weight thing. That's not right. the case. I feel like we could ask you. Uh, we could challenge you on anything. Don't. Would- <laughs> <You> don't. That's <laughs> not. That's not. Why? Because I'm afraid that I'm going to actually have it.
3: <laughs> What's the oddest thing? Like when you look around that office, what is the? Uh, What's the strangest thing besides the Sims jersey? What is the uh
2: the oddest thing you have in there? The strangest thing that I have? Do yeah. you want me to tell you what it is or just get it? Uh get it you got, if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I mean I have a couple yeah. things, but let me get let me get one of the strangest. Get your ones. top three, if you don't mind. I mean Billy, <laughs> it's not here? a huge office. What are we doing here? Uh, yeah, but I I'm, I'm just strange. Asking.
3: I was just asking. We're doing a strange show. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Uh, Mikey A, while he's away. What? Oh, God, here he goes. Oh, he's bo- got a blow-up dog. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a Minnie mouse balloon.
3: This That's is... why I did it, Billy. <laughs> I
2: have a 52-inch Minnie mouse balloon that stands up. He, he called it a blow-up dog. <laughs> That's not what it is. Like, That's what it looked like, like is, as is he it... was coming back into the screen. <laughs> it's it's called a glider. Like it has weights on the feet, so it stands up. It was for my daughter's birthday, and you know, like every child, she did not want to get rid of this giant balloon of Minnie Mouse. So, got it. I have a uh, yeah, Minnie Mouse, fifty-two inch Minnie Mouse there. Huh. Mm-hmm. Warm up though. It's a balloon. You do realize that some people
0: only listen to this audio and will really think that he brought out a blow-up. He just explained
1: himself
3: very, very nicely. What do you want
2: me to
3: do? Uh, Mikey, how would you feel about uh, my top five quarterbacks with something to prove this year? Because I left – you know what? I left Justin Herbert off. Justin Herbert. He should should be on the list. I did. I left him off. Right. I, and Josh uh, Allen probably shouldn't be there. There's Billy lifting weights again. <laughs> I'm evening out the other side, you know. You have to, right? <laughs> Even out the soreness, right?
2: So both That's shoulders. Are... After after this, I'm not going to be able to move my arms above my head for a month. <laughs> I'm looking for strange things
3: in my office right now. It's on. Mikey, did you agree with it? Like,
0: yeah. Uh, other than Justin Her, I would probably rearrange and put Justin Herbert on and take Josh Allen off or he at least make Herbert Josh on Allen take five.
3: Allen off. Allen has nothing to prove. Like
0: he, he, he does, but I, I, Justin Herbert, like, like Billy points out constantly is always talked about being top five. And yet what has he done? Like, Right. besides just get rolled on after a 27-point lead in the playoffs.
3: Right. It's odd that he, he would have Lawrence behind Herbert when Lawrence was the one who came back in that playoff game and beat Justin Herbert and went on to Kansas City. You he can didn't.
0: make the argument that Josh Allen was a coin flip away from being in the Super Bowl you know, two years ago. So, yes. like, he just didn't get the ball. It's a little bad luck. I get that. But right. Justin
3: Herbert. I feel like Billy thinks he's he's living off that game, a game in which he lost to Kansas City. Like He's been living off that game, Josh Allen, for a year now.
2: (laughs) I mean, he's good. He's obviously good. He's great. Yeah. He is reckless with the football, though. He was last year. Yeah. I mean, fumbles, interceptions. Like, Just hold on to the ball, man.
3: Yeah, but two years ago, he was was good. Uh, Billy, you see the news on Brady? What's the news on Brady? There's always something. He's going to take – this is a quote – a very passive role in management of the Raiders. Read oh, between Lord. the words there. That, yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> well, what does that mean? It means it's happening. Well, does it? Because I feel like if he was taking an active role, it'd be more like, no matter. I think this is where we are on this show with Tom Brady. No matter what he does, we're going to view it as a sign that he's coming back. Because if he was taking an active role in the front office, like, yeah. He's putting a team together so he can just kind of come down and be the quarterback of that team. But now he's taking a passive role, and somehow we're leading into that.
0: What does a quarterback do with the football, Billy? He passes it. It's a passive role.
2: Passive wow. role. Hmm. Yep, Mikey's
3: on to it. Billy, here's what I know about Brady. He has committed, signed contracts to be a broadcaster. He is part ownership of the Raiders. He is neither broadcasting or is he being a part of ownership? Okay, yeah. and he's got a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who could they could just get rid of at any time with no financial ramifications, like. The writing's on the wall. He's not broadcasting. He's taking a passive role in management, and he's got a quarterback that he'll he'll never, over his dead body, will he allow to start, who he can release whenever the hell he feels like it. I
2: mean, it's did happening, Bill. Did you see him hit a drone with a football the other day? Like, knocked a drone out of the sky. I mean, and, and right before, he's like, if I hit this first try, maybe I should come out of retirement. Boom. Yep. I mean... He knows what he's it. doing. He knows what he's doing.
0: That drone was called Devonte Adams, too. I don't know <laughs> if you knew
2: <do> that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's true.
3: Be a great number two. <laughs> the drone. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> we got it. Just in case you did it. I felt the need to explain it. Oh, my God. Uh, am I being selfish when I say I want the Jets
2: to get Dalvin Cook? You want the Jets yes. to get everybody. Well, why not it, at this point? Well, that's the thing. Is that selfish? I think every team wants everybody, their team to get everybody, right? Uh, uh, Brees
3: Hall coming off that injury scares me a little bit. And so Dalvin Cook, I don't know. Like, Dalvin Cook's a game changer, man. Like, he really is. I, you know, I feel like the Dolphins are probably going to get him. But Dalvin Cook is... He's a rare running back where that, that's the kind of guy that could be like an offensive MVP one year just because he stays healthy. Like, he's that good, you know?
0: Yeah, but I, I go with what Chris Sims said, that, like, he's not going to be just looking for a one-year, let me get on the best team. He's still 28. He still yeah. wants a payday, and I just don't see – I don't know that the Dolphins can give him a payday like that.
2: I think that now that you're a Jets reporter, you can't cite Chris Sims. You need to just be like, I think, and then just, even if it's exactly what Chris Sims said, just say it as you, and then people will hear you saying it and be like, oh, wow, that's really great. That's, that's how the great ones do it. Exactly right, yeah. I'm going to steal every single take. Not steal, but if you agree with someone's take, just pretend that you don't know that that's Adopt their opinion. We'll just shape and mold it like a like a piece of clay, you know? Like,
3: you yeah. take it. No, I'm serious. I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm an expert. Don't listen to him. You take someone's take and then you just shape it. You change a couple of words around. You mold it into your own.
2: That's what you do. I'm telling you.
0: School of uh, Stugat School of Broadcasting. and okay. roll now.
2: That is Did you exactly guys? What you do. Are you surprised that Mike Florio has Lego sets? Because I, I'm not. No. No, not Florio. but who would surprise you the most? I'm so glad
3: you brought this up because somehow, <laughs> during that conversation, I was imagining walking
2: into Golick's house and he's putting together Legos. So are we saying who would surprise us? more? Golic or who puts wouldn't?
0: together Golick puts together Lego sets with a hammer. Yeah, like I'm saying did, who would like,
3: surprise <laughs> you the most, like Mark La. I think we've really stink. Yeah, I don't uh, think stink we, does Legos. No, so I'm with you. Floria would not surprise me at all. Would not surprise me. I'm not shocked by the news, to be honest no. with you. I'm saying the guy, you walk into his house, he is putting Legos together by himself, doesn't have any kids.
2: Uh, who's <laughs> You're going with Mark Slareth? I was an early guess, but I think I'd be surprised if Mark Slareth sits down and constructs Lego sets and has, like, a Lego world in his house. Okay uh i'm trying to think of someone who i'd be uh baseli yeah yeah probably are we just doing like really like muscular person <laughs> yep <laughs> you're on to me
3: <laughs> who else would there be i mean like would it surprise you if Schefter was putting together legos no no right greenie no.
0: Stu, you're up there on that list. I just don't picture you having the patience to do it. Yeah. And and my fingers. Well, yeah, sausage,
3: sausage fingers. Sausage yeah. fingers, yeah. yeah. Uh I'll tell you I got one, Brian Baldinger. What are you Baldi- doing, there? His fingers are mangled. Got it. I <laughs> mean they are. Munoz. Also mangled fingers.
1: It's Shannon crazy Sharp.
3: what these guys do for a living.
2: Yeah. God bless football.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: mypatriotsupply.com